Todd coming for you from the uh, Bronis Library Sports Review. And uh, I'm going to talk today about uh, the uh, current events in the last, since the weekend with the uh, with the Packers and the Badgers. And uh, I'll talk to you too about the, uh, the recruiting job that Luke Pickle's doing. It's unbelievable. And um, the Packers last night played really well. I, uh, I didn't think they. Uh, I didn't think their defense would hold up, but they did. They really they put their uh, they put their foot down and had uh, Baker Mayfield only through for 121 yards. And uh, their defense was a uh, their defense was what got the job done because the the offense was once again it was a little sporadic at times where the drives were stalling and it was beat by the you know by. By miscommunication by Rodgers and the uh, new young wide receivers, and uh, and got the old gray beard Sammy Watkins go yesterday. So, anyways, that was a wise choice for them to make. But yeah, it's it's a uh, Rodgers threw an interception. I still don't understand what uh, what was going on there, and uh, Mel Lazarus. Alan Lazard, the lizard man. He uh, he's like stopped running and he's like backing into the uh, backing up as wide as the stage. He's like standing right back of the ball and he's supposed to run through the play. And I don't know, but that, I just think sometimes I don't think some of these guys are on their game. And I think some of them are just like kind of like totally distracted ever since they've had such a ever since they had a tough start. But you know they're six and eight right now and. They go down to Miami, they're eight and six, and if they can beat they can hold on and beat Miami, who knows? You know, it's one game at a time with them for right now. Um, that's what I saw with the uh with the running game was looking really well because of the uh Jones had ninety yards and a touchdown and his uh I can't he caught he caught a few passes too. But uh Dylan was running really well. He had two touchdowns, and uh, he's just he's, he's starting to show himself a little bit more as a pass receiver on the backfield, I've noticed. And, uh, you know, I, I believe that's kind of been what their whole thing was going into the season was they needed to have this, uh, they needed to have the system of, you know, being able to run the ball first and then throw it off the run. Well, the problem is, is that. When you go into a preseason, you got guys, guys holding on because of injuries, guys not playing, guys not playing because they think they're injured. Um, that's the thing is that it kind of screws up the chemistry of the whole thing. And you know, as for the defense too, the, the, the defense has been, uh, it was good last year, it's been the best that you've playing all in at least a year. And uh, you know, the thing was for me was that I did not understand how I don't understand how the fact that they they made these picks in the in the first round, like you know, and, and Quay Walker and uh, and the defensive tackle. But anyways, but they made the picks, and I all I can say is that you know we've been really down on Walker and uh, the uh, defensive tackle from Georgia too. Well, you know, he 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 threw a lot of. Uh, he threw a lot of marshmallows, let's put it that way, but 
But Walker's having a really good year. I mean, he's playing. He got over 100 tackles, and he's still got like, you know, got over 100 tackles. He might just the. Uh, I think Nick, Bar- Nick Barnett has the uh, record for the most tackles by a rookie, and uh, he. Uh, yeah, I think Walker might get pretty close to it because I believe he could get 50 more tackles at least. Um, I don't think that's too. Uh, no, that's not too far off. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, he's. You know, you know the only thing that I'm certain of, they got some personnel on defense. They just got to get rid of Joe Barry Carroll and everything. We, you know, they need to bring Jim Leonard in, which is what I'm reading about online. You know, I just wish it would uh, happen this year, not my, not next year. So. But keep our fingers crossed on that one. And, uh, you know, as for Aaron Rodgers, he had a pretty good game. Like I said, it was the one interception he threw. He threw over 223 yards. And, uh, you know, it seemed to me that, you know, there's was, there was a lot of, uh, there's a lot of Romeo Dobbs in there too. He had five catches. You know, Watson had four catches. Um, these, these, you know, the, the receivers are going to have to learn, you know. And, the only way they're going to learn is by playing. You know, so it's very important for them to be out on the field and be playing and not be being cursed by some injury. And uh, hopefully they can uh, get a little better luck in here and uh, get off to be able to get on the field. You know, they say, uh, it's funny, you know, when you hear these guys that are, uh, oh, Brian Bulaga comes to mind. Can't make you club in the tub. You know, and, and I see you on, uh, you know, Bulaga signed his big contract. He signed his big contract with San Diego a couple of years ago, and he, he was out for like he missed the whole season. And he does this in Green Bay too. He I remember he had one good year. It was about 2018, I do believe, and he had a really good year with the Packers, and he didn't miss a game. And I don't know what's going on, but he would always he he would he missed about three or four years at least. You know, a, a play with these little piddling injuries. I mean, it's unbelievable. The guy is always hurt, and it's like, see, when you give him money, it seems to me that's my my attitude is that he's going to get hurt. So you know, and he had a one year uh, he had a one year contract that year that he did from uh, right. He had a one year contract, and uh, he went to the. Uh, he did well. He played every game, and so I think he, you know. Sometimes these guys get challenged a little bit to play, and then they can they can come up and do a pretty good job. But as soon as you give them the dole, even though they're not saying they don't want to, don't need to, they still have it in the back of their mind where it's a safety out. It's a safety net for them. You know, it's just it's a it's a mind game. That's all it is to them. You know, it's not their weak mind either. It's just a human mind. I've seen so many. I've seen so much of this stuff in it with. Uh, in the NFL, you know, it's like, the thing about, you know, it's like, you used to hear like, you know, like my father or my my uncles or, you know, back in my day, they would have played, you know, stuff like that, but it doesn't, it, it's, and they're right too, because they didn't have, these guys back there didn't have the, uh, they didn't have the contracts, you get a guaranteed contracts, so you, most of the football aren't guaranteed, so, you know, it would be, uh, it'd be per, they'd be playing for the job every every Sunday. And that was the thing was, is that, you know, and now they don't get that, 
got that safety net. They got that big contract, and they've got the, uh, you know, and, and they they've got they've got the ability to got the ability to move around a lot more easier too, so they can get a contract and then they can move someone to another team and uh, keep that contract. Keep that contract so you keep two contracts going on once. You know, and that's true on the other team too, but you know, I, I would think that with Bulaga, he's a Bulaga was Bulaga is David Bakhtiari and hand in hand. And uh, both those guys are great offensive tackles in my eyes. But like Bakhtiari isn't isn't playing hardly at all. I mean, he's played maybe I think many have played four or five games this season. Last year's none. Year before it was, it was I think it was eight, eight weeks in. He was was Neil. The thing is, is that. You know, I, I don't even, I really don't understand if you'll ever see another, another game of Ron Bakhtiari because of his, uh, line print that he has. So, you know, they had to put warning, warning stickers on these guys, but, you know, <laughs> don't give the big contract or you're going to go down. You're going to go down for the money if you're, if you're an owner of a team. But the thing, the thing is too, is that for me, I was like, Nice to see this. Uh, it's nice to see what the Badgers are doing and, and uh, recruiting. Um, I, I saw something online about Fickle was down in Oklahoma recruiting, or they, set, they recruited a. Uh, I think one of these assistants went to the recruits his kid that's an eighth grade. And uh, eighth grade, and uh, apparently down in Oklahoma, you can have you can play football when you're in eighth grade at the varsity. So this kid, I think his last name is. Uh, anyways, the kid threw for 504 yards in the championship game for the, for the Oklahoma. He's in eighth grade. Uh, I think his name is Seabright, Seabright, and he threw for 400, or I'm sorry, he threw for 504 yards in the championship game, eighth grade. This is varsity football. So yeah, it's probably a pretty good education there. That's going to be pretty good. So the Badgers give him an offer, and uh, you know, I remember one, a couple, couple other guys too, is like, Damon Bailey was in eighth grade and Bobby Knight gave him an offer around the bat. It worked out decently, but and Bailey did not become a big star. But it seems like these guys that are, you know, would be underdeveloped to play against the varsity of the, uh, you know, the, the varsity level, especially in eighth grade. But uh, that's the thing is, is that, you know, I, I think it should be open. I think it should be open. Uh, well, I mean, if you can play, I don't think that you should be having determined grade, grade uh, level. If you can play, you can play. I mean, if you're, if you're in second grade and you can play, you can play, you know? That's the thing is, is that, you know, for all of us to be, uh, for all of us to be sport fans, it takes, it takes it takes a mom and dad out there to get to get these kids in the games and stuff like that. So 
You know, it's got to be a, uh, a miracle when they can get a scholarship and it takes the pressure off their mom and dad who've been busting them around all over the place for the last, for the last, uh, you know, for the last five, six years of their life. You know, five or six years of their uh, high school, I should say, high school life. And, um, you know, and so it's pretty nice when they get to keep, when they take you into the license too, to get down to practice and back. And, uh, you know, you go meet the bus to go to a game. Or, you know, it's, it's a lot of work. And, you know, mom and dad have put out a lot of money to pick these kids for the baseball and stuff like that. But anyway. Or any age, she just kicked in again. I'm sorry. So, anyways, so what's going on? Is it brings me back to there's a kid named Will Snowden too. He's a cornerback, and uh, he seems to be the uh, yeah. I'm, his last name is Snowden. I can't remember. I think it's Will. Anyways. What's going on is he's a uh, he's a like a six, six one, six two defensive back, and he's one of the best defensive backs in the nation. And he's uh, he was sent a letter of intent with Cincinnati, and uh, you know, when Fickle, when Luke Fickle left the uh, the program, he left the program to a. Uh, Left the program with the recruits and uh, you know still holding their letter of intent. So what had to happen was they had to ask out of that letter of intent, Stone did, and to be released that letter of intent. So because Fickle was not going to be there. So and what happened was the fact that he's going to Wisconsin. That uh, when he was going to Wisconsin to be. Pickle, he, he took uh, he took the first guy with him too. Uh, I'm sorry. He took he wants to take Stone with him. He took uh, the other kid with. Uh, it was the first thing last week. The defensive back did, and um, and now Stone wants to sign too. And I believe him and Stone played together in high school. And. These, these guys, these kids that they're getting now, they're coming over to the Badgers and are, uh, they were University of Cincinnati recruits. The reality is, is that we've been a tremendous upgrade in talent. Um, you look at uh, Ashcraft, the, the, uh, the tight end that came over, because they recruited out of. Uh, that's a recruited out of I'm sure it's Amari Stoudemire. Amari Snowden, sorry. So anyway, but yeah, he's a four star. And what happens was he was recruited out of uh was recruited to Cincinnati to play and uh, you know it's pretty much it was locked it was locked up until Fickle left. And it's unfortunate for for the Cincinnati, but this is what happens when uh, when way of recruiting is right now. That also you have the uh, you have Jeff Brown going over to Louisville and uh, Satterfield is uh, going to be at Cincinnati now, 
and it's the thing is, is that the way it all switches is just like a it's like one of these rudder wheels you know it just keeps going around and around and around and people are falling off here and falling off there you know and, and that's the thing is there's a lot of there's a lot it seems like there's a fellow professional level to this stuff now it's just it's crazy you know when when there's a lot of transmit going on too it's like when the uh when the war was going on for world war two and uh world war one for for colleges and college athletics i remember but the thing is is that you know these guys are going to uh recruiting uh they're going to uh army based training so they would put teams together like great lakes uh naval academy in front of them. and um that's where these guys were going after the guys could play a couple of years or whatever when they're, in, when they're under war uh duty and you know and, and i think about i think about how i hurt a lot because of that we went out to play for michigan but he uh was a badger first then you know he's a great he was a great uh he was a great he was a great football player professional football too with the rams but this is where it's going to be uh it's, it's going to get down to it was new it was the whole era of the COVID era, post-COVID era, it's going to come down to the fact is that if, if the guys who make, make the most out of their situations, they're going to be the winning, you know, and that's the team they're going to have to do. They're going to have to be the most up on the rules and what they, what they have to do to get kids into school. And, that, you know, best man wins. That's what it's going to be all about. You know, and that's, that's why the, uh, that's why when Chris and, uh, Chris really wasn't fitting anymore. And that was the whole problem. Um, so that's why he had to have, you know, that's when they had Jimmy Leonard come on board, which is great, you know, and I was thinking that he could be, he'd be a great coach, but when they went out and paid him, when they went out and paid for uh, Pickle, it's like, you know, it, it's just happens to all of us, Jimmy. It's like we get downsized. That's all there is to it. You know, we're, we feel, I feel sometimes like, you're a prostitute on a circle somewhere because, you know, it's like they keep passing, they keep passing the buck. But that's the way it is with professional sports right now. And um, that's the way it is with college. So it's, it's come down to that. And that's what it's always going to That's It's unfortunate for kids because of the, uh, the COVID era. One of, one of the most amazing eras I've seen is, you know, it's, it's the stability era of the uh, 90s, 80s and 90s, when everybody else thought I was thinking that it was so unstable. Reality is, it's probably one of the most stable uh, eras I've seen and I've been a part of, because I know the 70s was not stable, I can tell you that much for sports and politics. Um, I prefer sports, believe me, I don't like talking about politics. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, well, the, but the thing is, is that, you know, if you look at what's going on with, with the Badgers and the recruiting and, you know, going out and getting a, going out and getting Evans, this quarterback, that's, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, and this quarterback, um, uh, Evers, and, uh, I said Evans. 
It's Evers. Anyways, what happened was when the badges went out and got him, they put the big kibosh on, you know, they put the big, uh, they're having parties and stuff like that. You know, there's so much more inter interaction with the kids than what's going on before. You know, sometimes I think that, sometimes I think that the, uh, I think they're trying to live off their, their reps as coaches. And that's happened a lot. But the thing is, is that Fickle's not, that's for sure. He's going to all these like high schools and all these, um, you know, he's pretty much just banging on doors. You know, especially when he was, he did, he did a rush on Wisconsin and now he's doing a rush on, uh, Overall, with condition, I guarantee he's out of town on uh, getting out here before that blizzard gets here. That's for sure. Anyways, you're probably down in Florida or Texas. <laughs> but the thing is, for me, that I've noticed is that with Fickle, it's the fact that he's more thorough as a coach. He's more of a he's, he's involved. He's the head man. He's the head honcho. Got his, he's got his guys, he's got his assistants working for him and they're well armed. And, um, you know, they're, they're armed in their, their position coaches that coach the position they play. And that's the thing, you know, and sometimes it doesn't even have to be a, you don't have to be a good coach. To, you know, you don't have to be, you don't have to play that position well in college and, and coach it. You know, it's, it's quite as simple as that. You can learn from your mistakes and you can teach your how not to do it to other to the kids. That's the thing for me I've seen and I've noticed again and again and again. Especially in baseball. Because we're the guys that were good are not good managers. You know, and they always say like Ted Lynn. Well, Ted Lynn. Alan Trammell's not a good manager. Alan Trammell's a Hall of Fame shortstop. You know, and, and Robin, you know, there's no way he here. It's the same thing with George Bryant. It's, it's the tough. It's very tough. And, uh, you know, you look at the, <laughs> you look at the great, uh, you look at the great managers and the great coaches. I mean, you know, I mean, Lombardi, he didn't even play pro, you know, and these guys that back then too, especially Tom Landry. Tom Landry is a decent defensive back. And, uh, you know, but he, when he got onto the, uh, with the Giants as a assistant coach they had brought him in as a player too he is player coach and uh you know and, and he had a different he had a different uh different approach to defense than most guys had uh, you know because of the umbrella defense and stuff like that with uh, Steve Owen of course anyways but they uh what Landry liked to do too is you know it was, it was there's a book out there called Landry and Lombardi, I want to read it, but I haven't got through yet. But I would like to, uh, that's, that's what I would, uh, this really looks like a pretty good book to me. The thing is, is that getting back to football, you know, it's, a lot of stuff is going to happen here that, you know, in year 2023, who knows what's going to happen. Um, but I have a feeling that it's become more and more of a, uh, mask-free, uh, well, look to me. Everybody, you know, people are not going to people are not going to games and masks anymore. Like I saw a picture of a lady that was 
playing basketball with a mascot. I couldn't do that. It's hard enough for me to breathe. I mean, just play with a mascot. But the thing is, is that, you know, we'll all be, uh, we'll have a lot more appreciation for the, uh, for the way kids, you know, for the athletes now that are coming in at full view without the, getting put in COVID in the rear mirror. Um, so I don't, you know, it, it's, it's just one of those things that, you know, sports goes as the world goes pretty much. And what a sports offers is it offers a, uh, just distractions from the, from the bull crap of the, uh, from the bull crap, you know, that we, that we see with, with the real world stuff, you know, that, that's the thing about that. So, and I've seen, anyways, it's really, it's really, it's really fun to see the, uh, like I said, it's really fun to see the people at the games, all the mask on, and, you know, the, the players playing without, you know, players playing without masks, it was nice. You know, I mean, that's what it was in high school, you know, even like, even like two years ago when they're in Atlanta with the, the NBA was uh, in that block in that summer festival hot thing or the thing with they're doing. And it's just it's kind of it's kind of rough to watch that. It was really rough to watch. It just wasn't, you know, it wasn't a lot of uh, enthusiasm going into that stuff. Kind of hardly enthusiastic about being locked up in somebody's in a hotel somewhere for three months. But anyway, so that's what I've seen, and that's the thing is, is that you know I don't know. I just gotta say a couple other things too about baseball. I love the Brewer trade. I really that trading for that trading for Contreras to catcher is a uh, it, it was a it was a brilliant maneuver. Um, they got rid of Vescori Ruiz, and uh, I'll be honest with you, if the guy makes the majors and plays really well, I would be really surprised. He just doesn't seem to have, he doesn't have the, he doesn't have the uh, ability to make contact. Uh, the way you need to make contact, the way you need to hit the ball hard. And uh, I saw a lot of, I, I think from what I've been reading or looking, he's made a lot of soft calls last year. And, uh, you know, he, he hadn't made a lot of soft hits, I'm trying to say. You know, I mean, yeah, and those, those start, those start dropping in after a while, especially because of the majors. That might be the difference in why he hit 160 in the majors and, uh, you know, has his good stats in the minors. I get like 3.2. But, yeah, he's getting a lot of losses home base. But good luck to the guy. What I'm saying is that, The Brewers picked up uh, Pompeo, they picked up Contreras, they picked up the uh, a minor leaguer, uh, name escapes me, a pitcher, uh, Jaeger, I believe his name is. Anyways, anyways, what I'm saying though is that they're going to be uh, they're going to be going they're going to be going to uh, camp here, not you know two months away from now. We'll be down at camp in February. And uh, you know, the Brewers make some trades. And I like what I, I like what the especially in the last trade, whenever you trade for two minor 
two major leaguers and a minor leaguer, and you only have to give up a minor leaguer, that's good subtraction. You know, that covers a lot of that covers a lot of that trade for uh, Josh Hader too. That uh, you know that people are really complaining about. You, you have to look at the uh, look at Ruiz being one of those one of the trade uh, pieces to the Brewers, and uh, they turn him into two major leaguers and uh, minor leaguer. That's uh, that's pretty surprising. But yeah, the Brewers did a good job getting off the back window of that one. That's for sure. For the uh, you know, and uh, Sean Murphy going to uh, going to the Braves and uh, Oakland trading back. Uh, but yeah, Atlanta trading back the uh, the couple pitchers they had. And, uh, so, anyways, Noel's uh, told me they love you today. I do, and with that, I will pass, and I'm really, really, really happy to uh, be able to get all that stuff off my chest, thanks.